We bring on Sean Morash, of course, CBS Sports Radio every weekday morning on the DA show. Yeah, who makes not only a lot of mistakes, but it's a little late. I guess he had to stop in the bathroom, so I hope you got everything That's what out. Because, you know, we needed you here a little earlier, so it's it's good to see you, buddy. Like a little boo First of all, <laughs> yeah. first of all, Nick, take a freaking lap, because as everything with BeckQL, our technology was a little bit of a problem with connecting here. So take a big time lap. By the way, uh, did your coach figure out yet how to make the playoffs or if his team could get eliminated? I'm still trying to figure that no, out. No, no. We're still trying to figure out why he's the head coach anymore with his team, because he's the NFL has clearly passed Ron Rivera by. That was just one of the most embarrassing press conferences I've ever seen. And by the way, did you see later? It was, oh, I was just kidding. I was, I was, I was being sarcastic. Yeah. yeah how many times have people done that in their life where they say something they read the room and they're like it's crickets just kidding guys i was joking yeah you can't you can't hide that that facial expression well at least they have a big cartoon pig to be the mascot now (laughs) maybe he could be the head coach i hate my team so much they're just the worst and they're like you know what's probably gonna happen jeff bezos will buy the team and yet they'll still suck somehow because there's just there's this (laughs) there's this like permanent stench that just surrounds the hallowed halls of ashburn virginia where they have their practice facility and team headquarters and it's just always going to be there from dan snyder forever so yes i'm miserable thanks for making it worse while you guys go and you know your playoff team you get talk about a bright future and you know we got nothing once again it's just another year being a fan of a team that's had three names in three years that's a shame what are you gonna do so how you guys doing Sean, I'm doing pretty good. My Green Bay Packers looking pretty good as long as we, I'm a we guy around here, we beat the Lions on Sunday. I wanted to talk about the Giants, though, because I think they're going to be need. And everybody's talking about, well, motivation, and this team needs to win. So the Eagles are 14-point favorites. I think that's too many points. I know there's no motivation for the Giants. They're already in. Nobody's probably going to play in this game. But what would you do here? Do you think 14's too many? Like, Do you think if we get backups yeah. that they could keep this game close enough here? I hate, I hate to sound completely degenerate, but this is definitely a stay away spot for me. Uh, my gut tells me if I had to, like if you told me I had to pick, I would probably lay the points with the Eagles because I think the Giants are absolutely pulling back in this game big time. I, I don't think you'll see Daniel Jones for more than a quarter. I wouldn't be shocked if Saquon is completely inactive in this game. Uh, they have a lot of guys who have been banged up, like Leonard Williams and Aziz Ojolari, big pass rushers. I don't think you're going to see them at all. Uh, and nor should they, by the way. I, I mean, the Eagles are playing for a bye, right? So the Giants played for their bye. They have one now. So why play any of those guys? I think that nonsense about having to play them is stupid. So, you know, like me, you're probably hoping that this team goes on a run. You're playing in the Super Bowl, but most likely not going to happen. But I think for the Giants, it's obviously about the future. And this has been a great yeah. start for the future. Daniel Jones looks to be part of that future. Do you agree with that decision? Would you agree with bringing back Saquon? And then, like, what else do you think this team would need? Yeah, so I'm still a yeah, but guy. I absolutely am a believer in Daniel Jones. My butt happens to be, not my butt, but you know the butt I'm going to give you. (laughs) There's a lot of jokes to go right there. (laughs) The butt butt is, uh, this has been the first year Daniel Jones has been completely healthy. And and to me, that was always his biggest question mark. Not actually the ability, because he had shown, you know, a lot of signs, even a bad Jason Garrett offense. Um, But his turnovers have been completely cut down. If you just go give him the bag, so to speak, is he definitely going to be healthy next year? Or does he just revert back to an injury-prone quarterback? So, uh, yeah, I think that he it can be a franchise quarterback. I think he's certainly proven enough that with Dable, this seems to be, and Kafka, a, a brilliant, perfect marriage. And, oh, by the way, if they go do what the Eagles and Dolphins did for their young quarterbacks and actually surround him with real weapons and not Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton, yeah, I think that he absolutely can climb that mountain a little bit. But I am still very cautious about just how much you really do give him. And, I, and for Saquon, same deal. Uh, yeah, it makes all the sense in the world to sign him. You want him a part of the future, but is it really good business still to give a running back a big amount of money over four years? I, I still have my questions about that. Yeah, no doubt. Let's talk about this Jets-Dolphins game. 
Uh, very Ooh. interesting. <laughs> uh, you've got Mike White back into the fold. Thank God. Obviously, two is Mike not- Glennon. Anytime touchdown scorer, Trista. Mike <laughs> Glennon. Mike Glennon. Uh, and then we've got Skyler back in now with Teddy Bridgewater being uh, with a broken finger. Brutal. The number is one. The total is thirty-eight and a half. What are your sort of vibes with this one? I am going to play the Dolphins in this game for sure, uh, and I'm going to play a sneaky over because I think the public the public will be all over the under come Sunday because it is a low amount. This game is going to be played in Miami. It's not going to be up here in New York, clearly, uh, and I think you're going to get a, some chance for some fluky things and maybe some business decisions, let's face it, for some of the Jets defenders in this game as well in a last game of the year. A couple broken plays could absolutely happen, but no matter what's happened with the Dolphins recently, and I know everything's really falling apart, and you're talking about Skyler Thompson playing quarterback, they still have weapons out there, and they still are playing for a postseason spot, so those guys will still be motivated. Uh, and if the Jets are really going to stick with Mike White here, I know that he hasn't necessarily looked like the answer they thought he was going to be. They're going to make a couple plays in this game as well, but I just think ultimately the Dolphins will do their part in trying to earn a postseason bid, whether the Patriots lose or not is here neither here nor there. But I think there will be points in this game as well. I'm very intrigued by the over because, again, I think people are going to see the quarterbacks and see that number 38 and think it's like the value play to play the under. And I think that's how public bets actually, you know, obviously happen. Talking to Sean Marash, BetMGM tonight. Yeah, we talk about the you know the last spot in the AFC playoffs and the Dolphins and the, the free fall that they've certainly been on. You got three teams that are 8-8 eight and eight that are vying for that last playoff spot. There, there's a lot of other factors, obviously, going into this weekend with, uh, one, the Bills sure. and what the situation is going to be with, with their game. And even if they play, I mean, how are they going to be mentally up for a game against the Patriots after what they just had to go through on Monday? So... You know, there's obviously more variables in this that we we don't know, and a lot of it we won't know until the game actually goes on and we find out what the NFL's right. you know full plan is. Uh, how do you see this weekend going? How do you, in your mind, maybe approach some of these games? And you know, to me, when it's all said and done, I actually kind of like the Steelers to get in the playoffs. As crazy as that sounds, I really like the Steelers for that last spot, and they've got some. They've got multiple scenarios. They got to win. New England has to lose, and Miami has to lose. But I just it's it's Mike Tomlin, and he just always gets the yeah. best out of his team. Nick, so I got to be honest. Monday morning, I woke up and I felt the same way as you. I said, you know what? The way this is going to fold, I think the Steelers are going to get in. But then a couple things have swayed me. And number one, I honestly think if you are betting anything involving the Bills game this weekend, you are just taking matters in your own hands. Because like you said, could they give an absolutely an emotional outpouring effort where they thump the Patriots and and they win one, you know, there in that spot? Sure. I could also see them just, you know, mentally not being focused enough this week and playing the great coach in Bill Belichick, who just has all the right answers. So I'm going to completely stay away from that game. And the reason now that I'm saying why I woke up Monday feeling that way I kind of lean towards if I had to make a pick, I think the Patriots probably win this game because I just don't know how the focus is for the Bills, and then that would get them into the postseason. Mm -hmm. And then I also just told you I think Miami's going to win because as the week now has gone on here in New York, I am just getting bad vibes around the Jets. I don't think that they believe Salah at all. Uh, I think that wow. they're by running Mike White back out there, I just I don't get the vibe that this Jet team is going to give you one big effort to end the year now that they know they've been eliminated. So I think everything that I thought would happen for the Steelers, I think the opposite is going to happen. Mm -hmm. I think probably Patriots, Dolphins, and Steelers all win this week. What about the other game that actually means something in the AFC coming up on Saturday night? The Titans are six-point dogs, Jack six-point <laughs> favorites, and uh, that's crazy to say, man. I mean, the Titans, I just feel like this is the perfect spot for Vrabel to at least keep this game close, but I just don't know how you do it with all those injuries right now. What would you do here? Yeah, and, and I was surprised, obviously, 
Thursday night, I lost the first half bet with how Dobbs and the Titans kept it close with the Cowboys. But remember, this is not Urban Meyer's Jaguars, clearly. This isn't Doug Marone's Jaguars. Doug Peterson has a feel for these moments, right? I mean, he's won a Super Bowl. I think he will have the Jaguars raring to go. And I think Trevor Lawrence, who played a lot of big games in college, is a really big test for him. I think the Jaguars will win this game by a touchdown, an extra point. The six, obviously, uh, makes you feel like can Vrabel really, you know, let it get away from him. But you know what? We've seen enough bad Titan football for weeks now. So the Jaguars have at least sort of peaking, even though they're not a complete team, to say, yeah, if they're going to do this, I think they win the game by at least seven. A lot of people, Sean, thinking that the Houston Texans are actually going to win this game against the Colts. <laughs> people think that. I don't know. It's possible. Well, Colts are in disarray. They're two and a half point dogs. They obviously need probably to have the first first overall pick in the NFL draft. Trista, and look, and Nathan Peterman obviously playing for the Bears on the other end as well as we jockey here. You know that everybody in that Texan front office, to a man, if you were to ask them off camera, hates the fact that they're playing the Indianapolis Colts Sunday. Hates it. Hates it. You saw the Colts blatantly give up. And now, look, you can do what you can with inactives with the Texans all you want. The Texans players clearly have shown, even the last few weeks, even if they're undermanned, they care. They care about playing. I don't know that the Colts are going to care about playing. So, yeah, I think the Texans are going to win the football game as well. And it might be something that actually bothers their front office when they do. Uh, This has classic Jets beating that Ram team, remember, a couple years ago, losing on Trevor Lawrence, written all over it. Clearly, the Colts are not the Rams, but you get my point where this is going to be an organization probably kicks themselves for winning this game. They hate that they're playing the Colts. Texans probably are the the front office just feeling very broken up about everything happening with the Bills. They're just going to take this one off. Just, uh, yeah. just Bears will probably we'll just take like, a hey, forfeit. Yeah. The Bears yeah. will probably, yeah. if the Bears right. get the first pick, though, they'll just be like, hey, you could have it. It's just going to cost you a couple more. And, and could you imagine the Bears meetings today? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The Texans are playing the Colts. Get Nate Peterman ready. Yeah. That's what yeah. we want to see right now. <laughs> exactly. Fields is done. We're going to sit him out. The end. It's just, we can't. It's, it's like, listen, front offices tank, then players don't. And then you can just imagine them sitting like you've got, like, get and every, Justin Fields everybody's has that incentive, injured. too, for rushing yards. Yeah. And they're still sitting them. Guy could, well, he could have broke he could have broke Lamar's uh, single season rushing record yeah. for a QB. It's almost as if the Bears employed Nate Peterman for this moment. Like they <laughs> yes. knew there was a chance for yeah. so bad yeah. that they were going to need to pull out that Nate Peterman card when they needed to. We can't really tank in the National Football League, but if we find a quarterback terrible enough, who could we go with? Oh, here's the guy that threw four picks in the matter of three and a half <laughs> right. minutes. We're, we're just we're out. evaluating him for the future, guys. They're evaluating him yes. for the future. That's that's what it's all about. Uh, can't let you go before we at least talk about the Nets quickly here. They won 12 straight. They're sure. four and a half point favorites in Chicago against your. Chicago Bulls, Ryan Horvat. Uh, Love the Nets. Th- this team, <laughs> man, it's all about basketball now, isn't it? Nobody's talking about Kyrie and crazy things he's tweeting or anything. Jacques Vaughn has to be coach of the year if they continue this. Absolutely, Nick. And I can tell you, living in New York and loving this team, when everybody made those jokes about the Nets getting Durant and Kyrie, oh, they're still going to be irrelevant. They're still going to be irrelevant. For the first time in my life, they fe- or or in this era, they feel irrelevant. They've won 12, 12 in a row. Nobody's talking about them. Clearly, you know, we've had good football. But it's so funny how when the circus leaves town and they actually get down to basketball, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, the Nets are doing their thing. But, yeah, at some point, you might want to fade the Nets and say this streak has to end. It ain't going to be tonight versus Chicago. Uh, Kyrie and, and they're just clicking all cylinders. Vaughn's, Jacques Vaughn's been the man. Uh, Sean, before we let you go, anything else you like in the NFL or even in the NBA tonight? Well, the NBA tonight, I was on the Knicks, and I would still probably jump in live if that is still under 13. I, I think that they're going to continue to have a big fourth quarter, and obviously now it's at 14 and a half, so I don't think I would jump back in. Yeah, it's kind of teetering on there. What the Knicks have done has been obviously incredible with Julius Randle. As far as the NFL goes this weekend, even if the Seahawks win, i got to be honest with you, 
I like the Lions on Sunday night. I really, really, really. Everybody just assumes it's going to be this fairy tale for Aaron Rodgers. The one team and one coach you can count on their team giving a big effort is going to be Dan Campbell and the Lions. And even if they play for nothing, boy, they hate the fact that Rodgers basically disrespected them in the North. I getting four and a half. Maybe I don't have the juice to take them on the money line. I love that point total with the Lions. I think they're going to put up everything they have versus the pack on Sunday night. And, and honestly, it's Four and a half like, kind of surprised me. The the Lions yeah. are more of the fairy tale story, Surprises I think, than even the Packers. I think yeah, honestly, I think they're more dangerous if they get eliminated and Jared Goff just has like nothing to play for. That's that that would be what concerns yeah. me. That's that's the only reason I'm not betting the Lions, man. It's Goff outside of a dome. We'll see what the weather's gonna look like at Lambeau. I don't know. Yeah, but again, four and a half is a big number. And by it the way, is, is Rivia really that good, or are they just caught the right opponents at the right time and they have Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, that's I mean, what I was relax. looking at, man. You had the Rams and Baker Mayfield. You had Justin Fields and the Bears. You had Tua, who was yeah. concussed for an entire half. I agree. Hey, winning it's games is winning games. Money. They'll take it so they can get in the playoffs and lose their first playoff game, Sean. So that's oh, always yeah. how it works for the Packers. Sean Marash, everybody. Right. Good stuff as always, man. Hey, Sean. Take care, everybody.